Welcome to Prophetically Speaking. I'm Prophetess Rosalind Harvey. As believers, we embrace the scriptures as the infallible word of God. In his word, 1 Corinthians 14.33 says that God is not the author of confusion. Yet we can all attest to a measure of confusion in the current climate, in the aftermath of the U.S. election. Some well-known voices with national and international platforms strongly declare that the will of God was for another four years in office for the current administration. Although still not completely certified, the popular and electoral vote reflects the opposite of what many prophets have said that the Lord said. The impact of this not only is affecting non-believers, but also believers as it relates to the ministry and the office of the prophet. My guest today will give us some insight and perspective. Apostle Prophet Christina Moore is Senior Pastor of Rama Apostolic International Deliverance Center in Vero Beach, Florida. An honorable discharged veteran of the U.S. Navy, Apostle Christina is a degreed, advanced, certified paralegal in her chosen profession, but in her call, she has been described as an anointed spiritual warrior with a combustible she is known to cry loud and spare not. Her heart pulse is to be a repairer of the breach, bringing restoration and providing insight to empower individuals to become productive, both spiritually and naturally. Welcome, Apostle Christina, and thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you. I'm honored for the opportunity. So let's get started. Uh, we know that Amos 3 and 7 in the New Li Living Translation says, Indeed, the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals his plans to his servants, the prophets. And as prophets, we know that he reveals to us. However, questions surround, are we not supposed to seek whether to reveal what he reveals to us to others? Should we not look at our motives for sharing such revelations, especially if we have a personal stake or trying to influence or manipulate outcomes? Um, Prophetess Ross, the theme is um, we have to realize in the body of Christ that once we commit to our walk with Christ, we're subject and submitted to his word. And his word becomes precedence over our natural and our earthly desires. That's why even Jesus Christ, when he came down from the throne and he submitted himself to the will of the Father, because he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And doing in these times, is, um, people find it difficult to um, submit to God's will because we want to interject our own thoughts, our own flesh, our own agenda. And here it is. We're in a very crucial and pivotal time in the kingdom and in the world. And the reason why I said the kingdom and the world because we keep forgetting kingdom speaking that we're in the last days. And because we're in the last days, there are things that we know will take place because the word of the Lord said it would take place. Everything that is happening is actually positioning us to come into the plateau of the manifestation of our God, Lord, and Savior to come back um, and redeem his saints. 
God cares about all of us. His word is sovereign. He cares about the affairs of men. It is he who established us. It is he who created us. It is he who created the world. It is he who gave us authority to name things. So he's, a, he's concerned about all facets of our life, not just um, spiritually, but even naturally. So you're saying that God even cares about American politics? Um, yes, he, yes, he does. Not just American politics alone. He cares about politics of the world. When I went to research the topic um, with some of the questions you gave me in my research, I could not find the word politics itself in the Bible. So I did a uh, synonym of the word politics. And in the natural, the synonym for politics is government, local government, affairs of the state, public affairs. So once I obtained the synonym, I began to look in the word of the Lord. And when God began to deal with the government or with politics, he dealt with the government. He dealt with the kings. He dealt with the queens. He dealt with the princes of this world. And when he dealt with them, he usually sent a prophet. Um, the crucial because the prophet has been around not only in the New Testament, but also in the Old Testament. The prophet was not only the eyes, but the mouthpiece of God. And not was, but is. And when he say, I'll do nothing this, lest I reveal it to the prophets, I would like to point out that scripture, the word the. He did not say all prophets. He said the prophets. So every prophet is not receiving everything. We see in part and we what prophesy in part, which a lot of times that where you get people frustrated because you share what you see and you may not have the other part of the puzzle. God may have gave that to another vessel when he speaks to the kingdom. And when you look in the book of revelation, when you start reading that, uh, you'll find that America's in that part of the book. And you say, well, where would she be at? Well, you remember how we, uh, this country got established. And even though we got, the how America got established and taken over from the Indians might not have been a pleasant situation, but America became blessed because when they established, they said it was in God we what. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. And if you and and I'm, I'm trying to go back some years. I, I I don't maintain being a history historian, but when they left England, which is really the mother country of America. Or the American citizens, they left England because it had to deal with part of religious freedom when you go into history. And so here it is, they want to be able to serve God. And, and America became very blessed, not only blessed financially, blessed and God elevated America, not only with resources, money, status, power, to all the nations begin to look to America. Mm -hmm. And you say, why is that important? Because when you start dealing and reading a book of, of Revelation, especially when you hit from around the, uh, I'll say around the 14th chapter on, it gets even more deeper, where it talks about Babylon, the whore of Babylon, and all the kings and all the nations are drunk from her. And what happened is we have, America got so comfortable that it has forgotten on the, on the rock that it, which it was built. It was supposed to be built on the foundation of the word of the Lord. And like many times in the children of Israel, every time God blessed Israel and they got comfortable, they forgot where they came from and they forgot how they got to that place that they were. And they forsook God 
and then judgment hit. And so we're in a place now, America has come to a place where the judgment of God is uh, being poured out. You know, one of the things that's being talked about um, or uh, many people say before they go in the voting booth has been um, whether or not they choose or God chooses. So what do you say to does God choose or do we choose? Well, I'm going to put it this way. On a surface level, he said, in all thy ways acknowledge me and I will direct your path. And I have to say that because if a person say I'm a, I'm a, a Christian and I'm praying, they are praying and they're choosing who they believe that God has instructed them. But you have to also know there's a lot more people who not walking by the precepts and has not committed to the kingdom of God. And so they're avoiding how they desire. But here it is, you cannot avoid. Um, when you start talking about God in control, uh, he's always in control. Under every circumstance, he's in control. He's never lost control and he doesn't lose control. His, he is, his, his authority is providence, which means he's the one who is preserving and governing all things by all means of second causes. And so here it is, um, if you go uh, talk about the governance and the providence of God, God will use us to accomplish what, let me, let me write. That's First good. Realize, we're made in God's image and likeness. Mm -hmm. God can supernaturally bless someone. God can supernaturally heal. God can supernaturally deliver. That means when I use the phrase supernaturally, that means doing it without man. But God uses man. He uses us as an instrument. Because when you read in the Bible, dealing in the Old Testament, you will see that every time Israel disobeyed God, he went and got a nation that did not serve him to oppress Israel. Mm -hmm. That's why he says in the book of Psalms, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and they that dwell in it. And so when he would use another nation to oppress Israel or another nation to, 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 to chastise Israel with, then Israel will become humble and cry to the Lord. Now, what's so odd about that, as you read that throughout the Old Testament through multiple scriptures, once Israel repented and humbled themselves, that's why he says in 2 Chronicles 17, chapter verse 14, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, repent, turn from their wicked ways and pray then when I hear from heaven and so that is what's going on uh, we who say we name we that name is the name of the Lord has forgotten our God we got comfortable we got comfortable with natural wealth we got comfortable uh, and, and one thing I know when you don't stay or maintain your relationship with God you could drift off so true something you have. and I'll give a good example I'm a person and I'm a physical fitness guru and a lot of us are in good shape. If we become lax and don't maintain that same level of workout, next thing you know, a year later, two years later, you know where, where you used to be. Mm -hmm. And so when we don't maintain our prayer life, we don't maintain our communication. And it is important that we don't, we maintain our consecration, which requires some fasting. Because if we don't, we will become desensitized to sin and inadvertently without or subconsciously engaging it 
before we realize how far we've drifted. Amen. Amen. To dig a little deeper regarding some of all that's uh, going on, too, uh, one of the things that has become evident is that there seems to be such a clear divide in what is being seen as the will of God with many brown and black prophets seeing this as uh, God addressing injustice that has been overlooked in this present administration and the lack of truth being spoken to power while many of the white evangelicals continue to be unwavering in their support of the president as God's anointed, despite what the vote counts say. So my question is, does culture play a role in the prophetic? Uh, culture is here because he created us. Mm-hmm. But culture itself don't play a role. When you start talking about culture playing a role, the thing is people are, co- are trying to operate and manipulate the word to God to please their flesh. Um, I, let me go to this right quick. If you go to Psalms uh, 135th chapter, God providence extends not only to the biblical kingdom, but mm-hmm. to the natural world on the whole. Mm-hmm. And, and it says in Psalms 135 verses 5 through 7, it says, For I know that the Lord is great, and that our Lord is above all gods. Whosoever the Lord pleased, that, that did he in heaven and in earth, in the seas and all the deep places. He causes the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings for rain, and he bringeth the wind of his treasures. And then when you, you know, and then you go to Psalms 47 and 7, say, for God is the king of all the earth, sing ye the praises with understanding. Now, the reason why I went to that, um, I just want to read this last part. You go to Proverbs, the 21st chapter, verse 1. It says the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Yes. As the rivers of the water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. Now, let me go back to what you were saying about this. First, the division is because of the flesh. Yes. Straight out flesh. There is no division in the kingdom of God itself. It is people flesh trying to manipulate because we don't want to modify the deeds of our flesh, which is what God said. And a lot of times when we don't modify the deeds of our flesh, we operate in our flesh, which causes confusion. And the Bible strictly says, with confusion comes every evil work. Now, as I was saying earlier, remember I kept saying how Israel get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And they'll forget after they don't pray and God deliver them, and God bless them now. All of a sudden, they forgot who delivered them, who blessed them, and then they stopped serving God. They start being half-hearted with their walk, and then God would turn around and cause an ungodly nation or ungodly people to what? oppress Israel. Excuse me. Bring them under uh, uh, rebuke and chastisement. Now, the reason why I brought that back up, um, there is has been a cry of injustice, and, and, and I want to hit this a little bit. What the um, people in general need to be very careful 
because God says when you have no regard for women or children, you're operating in an antichrist spirit. That mm-hmm. is the word. Mm-hmm. That is it's the word. An antichrist spirit. And for those who listen to the pod, write the little notes down and go read it. Don't say, why, why she brought the scripture up. Why don't you go study scripture? Uh, it's best for you to read it yourself. And Amen. Because you're not going to debate with God. You'll debate with a person. But when you re- read the word yourself, you'll realize it. And so that um, the cry um, of injustice have come up. And God talked about that. He doesn't like injustice uh, against his people. He don't like injustice against um, uh, the poor. He doesn't like injustice on that level. And so there has been a great cry in the body. Uh, if you go to Leviticus, the 19th chapter, verse 15, it says, you shall do no injustice in the court. We ain't just talking about in the street. God said even injustice in the courthouse. He's the covering Lord, it all. Mm-hmm. He, yes, he don't He's like covering that. it all. In the courtroom. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so you have people who are wealthy uh, doing foolishness all in the name of the Lord. You can't dress up foolishness in the name of the Lord. And so God does not like injustice. So uh, he, when the saints, when the righteous, when the poor cry out to God, God respond. Remember, we're all his children. It reminds me of how parents are. When you have one child doing, we all get chastised. Everyone gets chastised according to their own work. Where is that? Be not deceived, God not mocked. Whatever we sow, that we shall also reap. And God talks about it in Ecclesiastes 5 and 18. If thou seest the oppression of the poor and violent perverting of judgment and justice in a province, marvel not at that matter. For he that is higher than the highest regardeth, and there be higher than they. In other words, God is saying, when you see that and it looks like nothing's going to take place and there's not going to be a recompense, God said, don't worry, I'm higher than everything. Yes, yes. I'm the ultimate judge. I'm the sovereign king. I'm a just God. Yes, he is. And so he's going to deal with it. And that goes back to where he says, I put one king up and I take another one down. And that is important because if you remember just using an example in the Old Testament with the king Nebuchadnezzar, God allowed King Nebuchadnezzar to come into office. He allowed him to gain wealth. He allowed him to subdue the other nations. If you go read it in detail, God allowed it. God undergirded him. But when he got to that place, he started bragging about what his his intellect, his connections, and I, 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 that same demonic force, I, I, devil who got kicked out of heaven, and what God did, God smiled King Nebuchadnezzar, caused him to be able to lose his, come out of his right mind. And then he's running around for seven years eating grass like a monkey. And so the thing of the matter was, so well, how does that translate with the 21st century? God will allow some things to take place that remove, remove you out of your level of authority that you thought you had. Wow. That's what some people right now, if you were in high positions or high keynote positions and all of a sudden you lost those positions, don't know when, where, what and how and can't seem to get back in that place. Maybe you need to go to God because you was not humble enough and you did not respect God in that position and he removed you. Okay. And 
what do you say to those who believe in the ministry and office of the prophet who may seem confused or be a little confused or even upset at the division and the conflicting words and just the aftermath of the election and what it has reflected upon the prophetic? I'm going to take you straight to Daniel, the second chapter, verse 21. And he changeth the times. Yes. And the seasons. He removed the kings and set up kings. He gave wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that no understanding. And, and the reason why I had to go there, because no matter what we desire, God is the potter and we are the clay. Yes. And what happens is sometimes we will have a, 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 a desire because he tells us he'll give us the desires of our heart. And so sometimes what we do, and I say we because I'm including myself as individuals, we feel like we're in a place or we're in a position that, well, God, we have to be careful because we're self-righteous. I don't Mm -hmm. cuss. I don't drink. Mm -hmm. I don't do this. You name all the stuff that you don't do. And therefore, you become pious in your walk. We have to be careful, especially after we've been saved for more than five years. Because usually when you're saved less than five years, you're a little more humble. You're like a babe. You you get corrected. You don't have no problem. But after you've been saved five, ten years, and, and God uses you, and he'll allow your dreams to come to pass or the word that you release. And by the way, let me interject this. Let me interject this. The prophetic. Let me interject the why it's in my spirit. The prophet is no mystery. People want to make this big, oh, the prophet and the prophet. The prophet is the Holy Ghost that reveals. Remember, when they all was in the upper room on one accord, the Holy Ghost came in as like a mighty rushing wind, as like a mighty rushing wind. And once the Holy Ghost, and it fell on all of them with cloven tongues, and they began to speak in unknown tongues, and then they gave utterance. Utterance is prophetic. That's yes, what yes. Utterance is prophetic, which means I heard God speak and the Holy Ghost spoke through me in utterance. And when the Holy Ghost spoke in tongues through me, then the utterance, which is the prophetic, the English, God allowed us to interpret it through utterance. So utterance is the vehicle by which the Holy Ghost translates to us. Uh, through English or through the particular language that we speak. And the reason why I said the particular uh, particular language that we speak, because remember, there was in a conference, and when they went out, the people couldn't understand how they could hear the words each person. In in their their own own language, language. yes. So depending on the language you speak, the Holy Ghost, when it released utterance or when it released the prophetic, you speak either in English or Italian, whatever your native language is even though it has the ability to allow you to hear other languages. So here it is. We have to realize, uh, don't be frustrated with the prophetic. The thing is, one of, uh, another thing is sometimes when we're a haughty in our attitude, haughty in our spirit, we're not humble. That's why God tells us to mm-hmm. stay humble. Because there's nothing more, uh, there's no, nothing more profound than a, a, a check in your spirit when you, prophesy what you think you see or heard mm-hmm. and you miss it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Not only is humbling, it'll make you humble yourself, but it'll also make you go back into prayer. It'll make you really seek the face of the Lord. And I say that because, you know, and another thing, God doesn't always allow us to say what That's he That's right. Will. 
we have to understand our motives. We have to understand our purpose. And we not only our purpose, Lord, is that what you want? And I say that because uh, before the election took place, I wasn't looking for it. The Lord told me who was going to win. And I wanted to go on Facebook. Yes, I did. And the Lord said no. So I waited a couple of days and I went back to try to see if I can go in there again. He said no. And I said, well, I better leave it alone. And then right before everything, the actually results, he allowed me to go and say congratulations. And I put it on an all blue black background. But, but the thing of the matter is, you can't be frustrated. I, you have, I was going to say that is just so good. And I believe that's uh, a part of what um, he's doing now as far as purification of the prophetic pulling down idols, those that we've made inside of the church, as well as society in general, and unmasking hidden things in our, all of our hearts. And, you know, that about looking at the motive for what it is that we think we hear and what we think we should be revealing that he's revealed to us because everything he reveals to us is not to be revealed to others. And especially if you're trying to manipulate an outcome because what would be the motive or trying to elevate your own name or your own platform or all of that? What would be the motive? What is it that God is really um, seeking to accomplish? And uh, with some that has occurred, um, there's been a lot of um, uh, books written, different things that have been tied into what was being prophesied that just made it tainted for many. You know, if you're going to profit off of it and you're the prophet, it taints it. Exactly. And that's, like I said, it is, um, um, quote unquote, missing the prophetic word or not hearing accurately that will cause a person to humble themselves and go back into the presence of the Lord. It is very key that uh, when God uses you accurately or he uses you accurately in dreams, whether you hear, see, or sense, you definitely have to still stay place humble. God will yes. God will put you where he wants to go. But even if you think about it, even Daniel, um, at the time Daniel was in charge, but the three Hebrew boys were there with Daniel. Yes. They went through some suffering. And, and some serious suffering before they got that promotion. Daniel was thrown in the lion den. There was always some kind of setup, but he didn't. He didn't display. When you read the word of the Lord, there is no uh, spirit of discern. When you discern the spirit, you don't see him displaying. Uh, oh, I know God going to deliver. He wasn't trying to um, bribe the king. He wasn't trying to get a okay king. God is giving me all this interpretation. I want this. I amen. God will bless amen. You. You don't have to, oh, oh hallelujah. Let me just say this because I haven't heard this word. I haven't heard this in a long time. You don't have to manufacture Amen. a blessing. And he doesn't need help. Stop using a prophetic word to try to manufacture to conjure up you a blessing or a, a, a or a gift or you know or or, or money. And you have to be careful about that. 
I'm not going to go into detail here because this is not the platform for it, but go to Ezekiel, the 13th chapter. It talks about those prophets and prophets that prophesy for money. If you want to read Ezekiel, the 13th chapter, God deals with them. It's Amen. not a good place to be in. Join us for part two of our discussion. I'm Prophetess Rosalind Harvey, and this is Prophetically Speaking.